Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Always follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on v the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Busy show lined up today. We are going to preview the Detroit Lions. We'll get into AFC playoff odds. And uh, Major League Baseball was drunk yesterday. And, Paulie, we do have one, only one, NFL preseason game tonight as uh, the Eagles are favored. Depends on where you're shopping around at. Again, there was some line movement on this game for tonight. Eagles are favored by three or three and a half. I'm still waiting and I'm looking for first half numbers to pop in this game tonight. I don't really see them up anywhere yet. Hopefully they will be up over the next three hours. During this show, I, that's what I'm intrigued in because I think we have many storylines in this game tonight, which we're going to rattle off here in the next four or five minutes, but DTR is going to get the start for the Browns, right? And after, we said this actually before the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame game, like when he's playing, like I want a piece of Cleveland betting-wise because I think he's going to be able to go out there and play. Well, clearly the kid, preseason anyway, he's good because he can scramble, he's got an arm on him, he had a great career at UCLA, like I, I'm intrigued by that, but also we don't know as of right now what Sirianni is going to do with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's up in the air. Yeah, and I got to be honest, I, I, would you play him? Because uh, and I get it. Like if you're watching Hard Knocks, you saw the latest episode. <laughs> all these teams, like inside their own units, are fighting with each other, and they showcase that with the Jets and Hard Knocks. But this week it was Cleveland and Philadelphia practicing, and it got a little uh, dicey at times. The chippy. Yeah. Yes. When you have a multi-time Pro Bowl guard coming out and saying 
that uh, the Eagles took some cheap shots at my quarterback. I, I, I don't know if you really want to go and send Hurts out there tonight. Yeah, that's why I thought he, he would play originally because it moved from one to three and a half. I mean, did you really expect Watson to play anyways, right? So uh, the movement on Philly, and then you're also you're, you're back in a coach who's won five and one straight up in the preseason all time. So how long does Mariota play? Because uh, it is a little uh, cause for concern with the back end of that quarterback rotation. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about Ian Book and, and Tanner McGee. Um, and they got the money last week, but it was because of the late pick six. So they only lost by one, but uh, Baltimore won the game. So not only not only is uh, the kid going to start, and they like he could win the backup job. Think about that, how I well thought, DTR's playing. I actually so. fully expect him to. Yeah? Yeah, because okay. he's, he's better than Kellen Mond. I well, mean, I, yes. think, I think that's clear as day now. And it depends on just how much respect the Browns are going to give to Dobbs, right? Because he's been in the league for a minute now. What he did last year to, I mean, go out there and be a total trooper for the Titans down the stretch, I don't know if that will be enough to keep off. I mean, DTR is more talented, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be surprised if that happens. Plus, we had this from practice this week. Jalen Carter, who slid all the way to the Eagles in the draft, um, evidently, again, this is like according to players on his own team and people watching these reports, he dominated the Browns' offensive line when he got in there. Um, Fletcher Cox, who was a first-round pick in 2012, six-time Pro Bowler, said, quote, the biggest thing is just seeing him go out and destroy people. Yeah. And the Browns have a really, like, it's an elite offensive line, so I want to see what he's going to look like. Is Kenny Gainwell going to win the RB1 spot for the Eagles? Reports out of camp suggest that he has been phenomenal, and now that would be something, huh? Yes, it would. Because he was like an afterthought. He would get like some of the crumbs last year for this team, and I love betting him for the first touchdown, but then they bring over Penny, they bring over Swift, and now like it's I think it's up in the air. I think Gamewell might pull this off the way it appears. So I want to watch that, and there's also, this is a deep cut, but I'll give it to you anyway. And he's not even on the board at some places. Eli Ricks, who was undrafted. Now, his nickname when he was at LSU before he transferred was Pick 6 Ricks. <laughs> and he had a pick 6 in the preseason game last week against the Ravens. I, so he looked, he looked great. I don't even know if he makes the roster. Because he has Slay, Bradbury, Ringo, Maddox, McPherson, and another guy in front of him. And that's six cornerbacks that we're already talking about. Again, undrafted. Looked great last week. He's 200-1 at some spots to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I can't get there because he might not even make the team. Okay, not bad. Excellent. This is uh, it's a tough game because Cleveland has allowed 16 and 17 points so far in the first two games, and they took money with a nice four-point move last week and lost uh, to Washington. Mm-hmm. And then they were getting blown out and then uh, had the big second half against the Jets in the Hall of Fame game. So then you, you know, could come down to Mond in the second half, uh, whether you're cashing that ticket and who do you trust at the quarterback position if it's going to be like a McGee against Mond or, or Mond against Book as well. Um, you can kick that around. The other thing is, are we real, I think we're getting carried away with this Browns, uh, what we think of the Browns and how people are power rating them. They're plus $1.15 at DraftKings to make the playoffs? Yeah. To make the playoffs? Yeah. So we're just going to assume that Watson's going to be fine and after how, get the rust off and he's going to be the same guy after not playing a lot of football? Oh, that's, um, not, that's not a big enough number for me to touch. Yeah. I mean, last no. year they, were, they averaged 21 a game. They were 18th in the league. Uh, so uh, Brissett played well, and then he came in, and they were a 500 team. So there's a lot of things they have to clean up and start with the defense, but to see plus 115 to make the playoffs and what they're priced at, 
I just think this is too much respect for the Browns, and again, in a, in a loaded conference and a strong division. Uh, that's exactly right, Paul, because, I mean, you, and we're going to do this coming up later on in the show, look at the AFC playoff odds. You can make the case for double-digit teams, easy, to come out and make the playoffs there. So they're, they're borderline, they're a fringe, but still, like, plus 115 when you have, I don't know, seven, eight, nine t- teams ahead of them? Yeah. Maybe uh, that, sh- that would deserve to have lower odds than them? To make it, I can't, I can't, I mean, it's, it's, I think Watson's going to bounce back, but what do I know? I mean, I, that's me thinking that's an opinion here. I could be dead wrong on that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's. Oh, coach that's, on the hot seat and every, yes. We're talking 2019, 2020 here, the version of him. That's been a minute, you know? Yeah, that's right. So I, I just, all of a sudden it feels like there's a lot of people saying that this team is going to be dangerous. Now it's been going on for a little bit here in the summertime, obviously, but uh, a lot of ifs, I think, with this team. But I'm intrigued. Can't mm-hmm. wait to watch it. I don't. To your point, I don't really want the Browns full game because I don't. I can't really trust Kellen Mond to be out there in the second half. I don't like the guy. I, I would like the Eagles' rotation in the second half more than I like him. So if I'm going to bet the Browns tonight, I want to take a piece of uh, DTR in that first half. What do you think of the well, second? It's one and a half. It's one and a half. Have you seen it now? Yeah, the guy sent it in. Okay. Yeah, a couple of books. Luke's got it. The couple of guys sent finally hitting the so board now. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what he does with Hurts, though. I mean, that's yeah, right. Another big one. If he, if he plays a couple of series, that's enormous. If he's not going to play, and it's but then again, he go Mariota for a while if he's out there too. So, um, but then again, Sirianni has proven time and time again he doesn't care about the preseason. And to your point, right. it was chippy with the with the practices. That could be a reason to hold them up. So. Who, you, know, who knows? I, I wasn't tame. I loved Hard Knocks. I thought it was very good. Are you uh, falling for them even more now? Yes, I am. I, I bet Williams to win Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, so you're fully smitten. 28 to 1. Jets. Absolutely. I have 10 sacks. I have 10 sacks today. <laughs> You'll have that in a game great. this year. Yeah, yeah. Rogers, smartass. I like it. Uh, very good uh, episode with Rogers. And I can't believe this uh, this magician mentalist guy. Well, the way how the, we started the episode. The episode. Mike, how can he do that? Number one, and, and by the way, the exact is eighty to one. Well, the Jets beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Can I get? He, said, he says Hardman. What, what's who, who are you going to play in the Super Bowl? Forty. What's the score? And he, and he has it right there, ready to go. Thirty-one yeah. twenty-one. And then he says, uh, Michael Carter. What number would you like to come out to if it wasn't? How does and the, the goldfish in the hand of Aaron Rodgers with the card trick? I mean, this is so. The, these players were definitely not in on it. I, I mean, I've been to shows like that in Vegas before. These guys, I don't know, I don't know how they do it. I mean, they, they're unbelievable. I don't know what trick was the most impressive. I would have to say. Goldfish in, the, it, in his hand? If, we, if you didn't watch the episode, we're not giving yeah. anything away because you're going to watch it anyway, and it's awesome. The, the, very, the first five minutes of Hard Knocks is incredible. Yes. The most impressive one that he pulled had to be 31-21, Jets over 49ers in the Super Bowl. On the card, ready to go. Because yeah. he said... Exact score, who he, are you playing? Yeah. He asked Hardman, just tell us, you're going to make the Super Bowl. Tell us who you're going to beat in the Super Bowl and give me the score. Hardman goes, 49ers. Okay, what's the score? 31-21. Turns over this board that he has. Got, there you yes. go. That's the score. Yes. So, I don't know. I've been. Have you ever been to like one of these uh, hypnotists here in town? I don't know. I told you the story. Every Thursday, they got this gal on. Uh, on on the uh, hip hop station, and they have her in, and she, you know, a uh, fortune teller, call in, and I see your future. I can't stand it. I can't believe she's allowed on. Uh, I, I just, but but this is, I, I, but this guy's, I think a whole, this guy's a whole other level in what he does. But but the, the you know, it's one thing, Aaron Rodgers. I know what card you have in your hand. You know, we did this with Houston Curtis when you were out. But it's another thing to be okay. Now the the deck of cards disappears, and now you're holding a goldfish. That's pretty good. 
That's and then pretty impressive. Look on Rogers, like, like, like who said that was a like? What if that was a giraffe? Yeah, that what was. I think that giraffe? was Williams. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. if it's a yeah. giraffe. No, yeah. I thought it was great. I, I think Williams can be a beast. I think twenty-eight to one, not bad. I love Salah going off on it. Listen, this team. I don't care who our quarterback is and our wide. If you can't protect up front, it doesn't mean anything. I, I loved and what he, he did, and I like what Rogers said too about you know. Well, let me see who our starting five is going to be. Until I freak out about the offensive line because we're we're juggling stuff right now. But that's I thought for for Salah to do that in front of the entire team was great because the defense was dominating, and there was one weakness right in the joint practices against Carolina, and it was the offensive line. And he right. just he called them out in front of the entire team as he should. Yeah, he, that's yeah, right. the weak link on the team. It is. Yeah, if the Jets don't make the playoffs, that's going to be the reason. You know, and you got Beckton who can't stay on the field, and he's been a bust too. And I like that at the end. You want to get lunch? Roger says to him, "I'll pick up lunch for you." Um, but, but then again, they dominated Carolina in, in the preseason game, in the actual game. Mm. So there's a lot of there's a ridiculous amount of talent on that team. I was going to say, like when you go to one of those uh, hypnotists here in Las Vegas, and I've been to the shows a couple times. When you're watching it okay. unfold, and he actually gets the people up on stage, and they're falling, like they're they're in, like they're they're gone. And they're like they're raising their arms and their eyes are closed and they're doing whatever the guy says and like is he part of the show like is is that staged or is he really like in a different dimension right now because some people half the crowd are, they're going to get hypnotized the way it feels the other crowd uh, the other half they won't and they have to go sit back down in their seats wild win some lose some is up next uh, we have a huge update on the Friday football invitational some strong names now involved Paulie with the details coming up here on Vsin. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Big news. Legendary sports better Billy Walters sat down with Brent Musburger for an exclusive interview. The only place to see it right here on VEASAN. He reveals his systems for betting the NFL. Unbelievable betting stories and gives details on Phil Mickelson's gambling, including trying to bet on an event he was playing in. Check out the interview Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, only on VEASAN. Walters and Musburger. Let's go. All right. On the clock today. For our NFL team previews, the Detroit Lions, Dave Burkett, joins the program now. He covers the team for the free press. Dave, thanks for the time today. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing really well, well sir. They're as low as 16-1, to 1, if you can believe it, to win the Super Bowl. They're loaded, especially on offense. But what do you think and what do others think who are close to the organization uh, you know, about a team that has not had true expectations in, what, nearly three decades? Yeah, I know you're right about that. I mean, this is, look, I've covered the team since 2010 and for the free press, and there is um, no doubt this is the, the most highly anticipated season I've been around, the, the biggest buzz around this team. And I'll tell you guys what, I'm, I'm buying. I mean, I uh, look, I, I think things are, are lining up nicely for this team. They are, they've got the requisite young talent. They've got some veterans. They went for it, right? They told a lot of people in the organization this offseason that, you know, they, they saw this window of opportunity and, and they're buying in. And, you know, I've, I've said this where I don't, you know, as I look at them, I don't think they're a Super Bowl, you know, contender. Like, you know, I'm not picking them to win the NFC. I think it's the Eagles or the 49ers, right? They're not on the Chiefs level. But you win your division, you get a home playoff game, you should win that. You're really not that far away. So uh, they're not the favorites in the NFC, but they deserve to be in that conversation. Well, no doubt how strong they closed the season and ruining the Packers season, and it was incredible. Can, can you speak to this turnaround and what Johnson has been able to do with Goff? I mean, when that trade was made, it was like the Rams, get him out of here, the contract's horrible, and he can't play anymore. And now, and what he's done, I mean, Goff's been incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest win-win in, in uh, the history of sports, right? I mean, the Rams got their Super Bowl, yeah. got exactly what they wanted with Matthew Stafford, but... You know, from the Lions' standpoint, the the first round picks have really helped build this team back up, and Jared Goff has proven to be you know much more than a serviceable quarterback. Um, it's sort of like the team, I think. You know, I, I don't I don't put him in in that elite caliber of of quarterback, but you mentioned Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. You know, his creativeness, um, the what they've done on that offensive line. They have one of the best lines in the NFL. Those two things together, you know, allow Jared Goff to have a lot of success. You know, the the stat I've sort of gone to of late is, you know, Jared Goff was 
he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when being blitzed because the offensive line is really good, but one of the worst when he's pressured. And, you know, that's there's the little, you know, two different things there, I guess, sure, right? You sure. have to delineate where the offensive line does a really good job protecting him, and Goff makes quick decisions, gets rid of the ball early, and they have some playmakers in that short area, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs now. Um, that can do some damage with it. So I think that's a, a huge part of the Lions' success. Yeah, and also, like because of what you just said, all of the uh, surrounding parts on the offense, I fully expect Goff to play like he did last year, right? I don't think he's going to fall back off the cliff. No, I mean, certainly not to the level that you know people thought he was when he was coming from L.A., at least. I mean, you know, Jared went 324 straight pass attempts without an interception at the end of the season, and I don't know how long he keeps that up, right? He's going to have some turnovers, and that was such a big part of that 8-2 and two finish that um, maybe there's a, a tiny bit of regression there. But Ben Johnson is still here. That offensive line is still intact. You know, they, they made sure to, you know, I don't know if they're upgrades, but at least uh, maintain the status quo with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery and some okay. of the things they did at the, the skill position, Sam Laporta. So I do think this offense is going to be, you know, top five or, or so in the NFL again. Okay, so if they miss the playoffs, and we're not ta- we're saying they stay healthy, then so what? Why would they miss the playoffs? Is it the defense? They gave up twenty five points per game. I mean, what would your concerns would be? How would this team miss the playoffs? Then, in your opinion? Yeah, no, I I, I think there's a couple things. Um, you know, maybe we're undervaluing the the NFC North a little bit. I mean, everyone sort of looks at the NFC North, and I I think it's a little bit of a crapshoot, but. You know, no one expects the Vikings to continue what they did last year. Who knows what Jordan Love is, right? The Bears will be better, but how much better? So maybe, you know, maybe maybe we undervalue that a little bit. Um, specifically, when it comes to the Lions, the kicking game is an issue. That's something that uh, you know they're they're probably going to have to navigate all year. Is um, you know their accuracy has been a problem here in training camp, and and uh, so we'll see how much they they trust that kicking game and what it does in, in big late game situations. Um, and if you know, aside from a health standpoint, right? Because anything could happen up front. I think the the the, the two weak areas are number one, wide receiver beyond Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be okay, but he did roll his ankle in, in practice uh, Wednesday, so just a little something to monitor. And then two is just the defense is better and it's deeper, but they don't have any of those r- true difference makers on that side of the ball. Maybe Aiden Hutchinson becomes that. But there's no Chris Jones, you know. There's no Bosa. There's no one like that um, that you really have to account for uh, in that that type of way. So um, maybe they just don't quite have enough on defense yet. Though I do expect that defense to be better. Let's follow the money here on Vsin, the Sports Betting ne- uh, Network. Our guest Dave Burkett covers the team, uh, the Detroit Lions, for the Free Press in that uh, city. So you mentioned, you know, I- I'm I'm big into St. Brown this year. I bet him to win Offensive Player of the Year. He's a target machine, but also, like, defenses know this as well. And there's no more T.J. Hawkinson, obviously. They traded him last year, and Jamison Williams is suspended. So when he's going to get double-teamed, if that's the case, like, who who becomes the second guy on the team then? Is it going to be Marvin Jones? Is it somebody, like, who else is it beyond him? Yeah, I, I don't think it's a receiver right now, given the makeup of this receiving core. I mean, you're right. I'm in Ross St. Brown, if that's Jared Goff's go-to in short yardage and red zone and, you know, every situation imaginable because he's so sure-handed and he's so good with his routes and, and there's such a trust between those guys. But, you know, if I'm being honest, Khalif Raymond is probably the Lions' second-best receiver, and I don't know that he's, you know, going to hit 80 catches. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a valuable player, but he doesn't have the, the size they really need to, to pair with, with St. Brown. So, 
Um, you, you know, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, those guys will play. Uh, they're probably more like number three receivers at this point. I think Gibbs is the guy that will be second on the team in receptions and targets. And uh, maybe it's a tall task for a rookie, but, you know, if we're talking 65 catches, uh, that's that's a nice little compliment to Amon Ross St. Brown. He has played out of the slot a little bit. You know, St. Brown was joking a couple weeks ago that, that Jameer Gibbs, the rookie running back, was stealing his, his reps in the slot. So um, I do think you'll see, you know, him and David Montgomery on the field together, and that will allow Gibbs to be productive some. Yeah, that's great to hear because uh, that's something that I was expecting, Dave. And I also I have two bets on this team. The one on St. Brown that I said, I also bet Gibbs this week at 11-1 to to win Offensive Rookie of the Year just because I think, like, how is it going to work in the backfield overall? I know that he's going to get the receptions uh, as opposed to Montgomery, but how do they – they split the carries. I just think his overall usage rate is going to be so high, and he's going to have so much of a workload that that's the reason why I bet him to win that award. Yeah, no, no, that's that's an interesting bet because obviously everyone knows the quarterbacks, right? And, and the prices are probably uh, not great on, on some of those quarterbacks. But Gibbs is going to be a guy that he'll have the volume at least. You know, he and uh, David Montgomery are going to they're going to share the workload in the backfield. I mean, this was not they didn't draft him at number twelve to sit, but. They also know who he is. You know, he's not going to get 25 carries a game. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to get, you know, 10, 12, 14 carries and, you know, six catches maybe. I mean, if we're somewhere in that neighborhood, that, that's, a, that's a good volume for a running back. So um, he's going to be an important part of this offense. But I wouldn't discount David Montgomery because four-minute offense, we expect the Lions to be up some late in the year. You know, David Montgomery is probably going to be on the field a lot to grind out those yards. Great breakdown. So at the end of the season, are we talking about division champs? I think so. And, you know, it's been 30 years since that happened. <laughs> and, you know, like, like I said, 1993, that legit 30 years to the, uh, the season was the last. That was before the NFC North even existed. You know, it was, it was back in the, uh, the old NFC Central. Um, but, look, you know, I, I think the Lions are the best, most complete team. You know, they still have some young talent that's growing, um, you know, some – I mean, their, their first four draft picks this year are all going to play, so you would expect them to get better. You would expect that rookie class from last year to take another step forward. Excuse me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I think those guys are uh, – they should be considered the favorite in the NFC North right now. They've got a pretty good schedule, 10 games against the NFC South and the NFC North, and you know they're not going to win all those games, but that's a lot of you know mediocre sort of competition there. So. Um, I'm picking the Lions to win the NFC North this fall. Yeah, I can't blame you. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. Not he right. is at Dave Burgett. Read him in the Detroit Free Press as well. That was an excellent uh, appearance today, Dave. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate that. You got it, guys. We'll talk to you again. Well done. While that went away, Raymond might be the second best receiver on the team. Also, uh, big things out of Gibbs. Boy, the, the, I, I'm going to have to bet him again after talking to Dave. I mean, they're going to use him that much, and you know they're going to put him on the field at the same time as Montgomery and... Uh, St. Brown complaining about this kid taking away snaps in the, uh, in the slot. Sign me up. He's probably going to get the second most targets on the entire team. Number two in EPA per play last eight weeks. Fifth in points per game. Amazing what happened, what Goff became. How about, yeah. a, how about a Lions-Bills Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, <laughs> sign <laughs> yeah, me up absolutely. right now. That'd be something. 1993. Paul, they last were, time they were favored to win the division, 93. Last playoff win, 91. I was a sophomore. Oh. Um, Arguably the most exciting team in football down the stretch last year. We'll get into today's Major League Baseball card coming up next. I'm not going to call him a Cy Young contender yet. Follow the 
That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Men, it is follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're alive as always in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And it is Thursdays with the Maestro. Mike Palm joins us in studio. He is the VP of the Golden Gate, the D, and this great property. Mike Palm joins us. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Mike. Good morning, Cumberland, Rhode Island, our loyal Nesson family that's watching. Homer Glen, Illinois, Peekaboo Marquee, we see you. Walk-off Homer for the Cubs last night. Nelson House, Manitoba, oh, Canada, watching on Rogers Sportsnet. Oakmont, Pennsylvania, in the Pittsburgh area, watching on AT&T. Calabasas, California, Sunrise over Spectrum. And, you know, we kind of ignore some of these areas that are not the big TV markets. But our loyal listeners or followers, some watching on YouTube TV, some watching on their apps, on their phone, that are VEASAN subscribers. We want to shout out to Black Hills, South Dakota, and Kearney, Nebraska. Big Tony and the crew watching this morning. Big Tony All met right. him over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, you see Big Tony. Right. Right, dude. You had a hell of a week. Wow. <laughs> we always talk about how Matt Humans here in the network like never sleeps. Uh-huh. Right? Same thing for you. Like last week especially. Matt Humans is single with no children, too. Think about, yeah. think yeah. about, think about, think yes. about that. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, it was... You know, Bet Bash, which which went from Tuesday night all the way through the, the Hall of Fame induction dinner Friday night. And then on top of the Blackjack tournament, we had the preseason invitational, which went from Thursday evening to Saturday afternoon. It was sort of event on top of event, but it, it was a great fun time and uh, uh, a highlight of the summer for me, as maybe it was for you, Mitch. Yeah, I pointed that out. I mean, the, the draft alone on Saturday, the first 30 minutes, I, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that. Because you didn't know what was going to happen next. And I'm a big draft guy. Like, yeah. I love the NBA draft. I, like, this is fantasy draft season, right? I want to be in 15 leagues just for the draft. <laughs> like, I love drafts in general. Well, you guys, I didn't get to experience the way you did because I was announcing at sure. the podium. Right. I, didn't, I wasn't even aware until afterwards you told me all the wheeling and dealing oh. that, were the, that was trying to go on in the draft. The guys wanted to move Crazy. up and cash deals and percentages and That's all right. this. Yeah, cash Future considerations, <laughs> swapping picks. I got Chris Piper in front. I need his phone number. Oh, yeah, I got Chris Piper in front of me. Who uh, I'm like, why didn't you just take the Niners? And if you're a Niner fan and wanted him, he wants to do some type of deal with the Chiefs. I know you were talking to Joe and everyone about are they going to fall in my lap again? <laughs> and then and then you got Baker behind me. I want to trade up and pick, and I'll give you cash. And, get, and then it's, oh, no, I'm good. I want the Niners. And then you're up sitting there at ten, and it, you know it was crazy that that Baker seriously wanted to make a deal here, and it was wild. So as the guy, again, you were the MC for this event. And again, it goes back to the blackjack tournament that was over three days, and then everybody got a future bet, um, NFL draft style, right? So what surprised you in that first half hour, the first, I don't know, five, ten picks? Well, I thought that the, the first pick was a good pick yeah. with Philadelphia because I think you need to focus on the NFC unless yes. you can get Kansas City. Yeah. Um, so I agreed with that. Uh, Alex Winnick, who's a go-for-broke player, um, Cincinnati surprised me a little bit with him. Um, Ashley Perry from Louisiana shocked me with the Chargers at three. I don't think anybody saw that coming. His host is Ricky. Yeah. Great guy. He told us, though, this guy was either going to take the Saints or the Chargers. He was going to go yeah. Saints. Changed yeah. his mind last second. I'd rather take the Saints. Okay, yeah. I'd rather take the Saints. Yeah. Um, 
Buffalo, a little bit of surprise as high as four. Casey, a nice pick. But you're sitting at eight after Casey gets taken at five. How could you think that the Niners would be available? Oh. That they wouldn't go. That they wouldn't go sixth or seventh. Right. You could argue that the Niners should have been the second pick in the draft as a co-favorite in the NFC compared to a loaded sure AFC. You could. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And the Chiefs fell to five again. <laughs> what is going on? What am I missing I here? They just pencil this guy in hosting the AFC title game. You were at least at the minimum five it, years it, in a row. Is it because like? Winnick is not the only go for broke guy. They look at the six to one on the Chiefs and they say, but it's six fifty compared to nine fifty. Yeah. I mean, it's not that significant of a difference. Well, how about this though? Winnick wanted to take the Cowboys, and he's a, he's he's a Dallas guy where he lives. Yeah. yeah. So and Trebuco talks him out of it. My partner Scott, yeah. I go, what are you doing? He well, helps I like everybody. To, he yeah. helps everybody. I like to help everyone. He says, I go, hold <laughs> off a little bit. We got. I mean, it's just crazy they did that. Because Winnick said, I'm either going to take Dallas or Cincinnati. And Trebuco's saying, I don't take Dallas. They have no chance. And he goes with Cincinnati. So I, I was uh, tickled pink that the Niners fell too, there. At too eight. bad you could help Trebuco with his pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> or helped him in the blackjack tournament. <laughs> Overconfidence. Absolutely. I think so, the hubris yeah. was right. the problem. Uh, absolutely. Overconfidence. Uh, the other thing uh, is, if you just play the minimum and lose every hand, you, get 12, you still 000. get 12,000 <laughs> chips. Trebuco at 5,300 when it was all said sure. and done. How about the Dolphins going sixth overall? Yeah, sure. I thought they were going to be available at number 10. They were 28 to 1. And the Vikings, the reaction in the crowd when the Vikings went oh. seventh overall was uh, quite something. Stunning. People could stunning. not believe it. Meanwhile, the crowd was great. Oh, they were there awesome. There was a group right behind where we are right now in the studio of about 10 or 12 people from the Dallas area. Yes. And they were they were going nuts for it. I yeah. mean, they, they were they were really into that. That sort of helped the atmosphere as well. Oh, the atmosphere was great. <laughs> when you explain the rules... And then that Anthony was on the clock to start, and he has a $12,000 bet. It was popping. The oohs and ahs. You also get a lot, of, a lot of Twitter reaction to it. This yeah. is the first time that really people engaged and asked. Of course, it, it, it helped that Baker, who's well-known in the poker right. community, engaged. Zach White, yep. who, who right. was in the draft, took the time to explain it and, and how the whole thing works. So it kind of brought new audiences into it, I yeah. think. Incredible job by you and the staff. I mean, Ooh. to come out, you get the hat. You have the board. You're great as the MC. Uh, it's just uh, to do this again. This is awesome. And I'm sure everyone shook your hand afterwards. Again, I, I can't 32 w- happy customers. There you go. Yeah. Right? Uh, who do you take at number 10 if you're me? Jacksonville was avail- available. The Browns, the Lions, the Ravens, the Seahawks were on the board. It's interesting because you're looking for a team at that point when you get to 10. Who's going to win a division and have a home playoff game? And you're monetizing, right? So I... I understand your position there. It's it's got to be a team from either the NFC South or the AFC South. I would think that would be taken in that spot. That you was, could argue New Orleans in that spot as for well, sure. Probably, yeah, yeah. Right? Saints, we have. Yep. What was in your mind now, Mitch? I you always try to whether it was the baseball draft or whatever, have two or three teams you're you're focusing oh. on based on the position you finish in the blackjack tournament. Who were the other teams you were looking at if you at the ten hole? Ravens were definitely on the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Browns were a consideration. And the Seahawks were because I, I did want I did ponder like NFC. So you got the team you wanted, but Jack, you, the other three went after you. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So that's well when I when I, my pick was there. Yeah, I mean it was like Baltimore was absolutely like a coin flip. It came down to I got rid of the Seahawks, I got rid of the Browns, and then it was down to the Ravens or Jacksonville. What do I do here? And it just it came down to the division, and also Jacksonville's thirty three to one, Baltimore's twenty to one. The, the, the more the more I'm thinking about the NFL, the, the more I'm thinking is Cleveland is a very live team. 
Okay, how about that? Wow. Uh, I really do think Cleveland, there's no excuse for them not to win 10 games and be a playoff team. I mean, that I think really? is their, I think that's their floor. I can't believe that, they're, that's they're, that good of a, I think that good of a team. I think Stefanski, if he doesn't make the player, he's out three years right. removed from coach of the year. The conference is so strong. Where are you oh, at with really, the, I, I know the, what, you, you know, Pittsburgh never finishes under 500. Cincinnati's the second choice in the whole conference, and, right. and a lot of people, every year, people like Baltimore as a regular season team if Lamar stays healthy. All right, we haven't even mentioned the AFC East, then. I don't so know. You, the- I, you know, if I had to take an AFC East team, I kind of would go for broke with Miami only because um, I just think Buffalo's window's closing. I don't like a team that can't run the ball, and, and, I, and I can't get yeah. over Cincinnati going in there in the playoffs and yeah. just dominating them. It was easy. It was easy. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, and we said this many times back then. We thought it was going to be even easier in that Monday night game, right? Because they went yeah. right down the field, scored, got the ball back, and they were doing the same exact thing. And I thought that that was yeah. going to be potentially mm-hmm. ugly for the Bills in that spot. Well, they had injuries, though, so maybe getting all these guys back helps. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah. So the guy at six that took Miami is a sharp player, though, too. He is. Yeah. He's okay. absolutely, he's a winning sports better. So then I can't, I'm not surprised that the Dolphins yeah. went there overall. Yeah. So are you saying that about the Browns overall because of the roster? Are you fully in on Watson returning to the guy that we he's, saw three Well, he can't be worse, can he? Okay, that's interesting. No, he, probably not. He can't be worse. I mean, they've got, a, they've got a top three offensive line. They've got a bunch of top picks in the defensive secondary. You can argue the best running back in football. I, 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 there's really not many holes on that team. I think that the division is just so loaded. That's the, that's the rub. There's going to be surprise teams in the AFC that don't make the playoffs that, that are favorites to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. I mean, nine teams are favored to make the playoffs. Yes. And there's only seven can <laughs> get in. Right? I mean, how can it? And we have turnover every single year. Yeah. Like, this is not going right. to be the exception, right? right? I mean, some of these teams are not going to make it, and a couple of surprises will. I don't know that the, that the Chargers make the playoffs. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I could you see You know, it. I could see them being out. How about Tennessee going 25th? I couldn't believe that. I, you yeah. know, I didn't study the board. I didn't have a pick. Huh. But what are the 110 to 1, 115 to 1? 115 to 1. They're two years removed from being the one seed in the AFC, yeah. and if yeah. not for three Tannehill yeah. interceptions, I know. You know, that's yeah. what starts the whole Cincinnati run right. these last three. And, <laughs> and, and Carolina goes second to last. I mean, you never you know. Should, they, you should have Carolina in your portfolio. Well, yeah, well, we, well, we're working there. something yeah. out here. You got the Texans. Someone okay. fell asleep. Uh, that was, <laughs> yes. So, I but, tried to skip him for a reason. <laughs> Too many 28s on the board. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, Carolina, Carolina cannot fall behind Washington, Tampa, the Colts. No, that's the outrageous. Raiders. That is that's outrageous. outrageous. You, you're not that's falling out. off your chair if they win the division. No, no. Nine no. There's absolutely a path there. Outrageous. 31st. You know, a, a team that was uh, coveted by a couple of people in the draft, Atlanta. I don't get it. I don't get that. They, okay. they pointed to the, to the schedule, and uh, this was, we heard this, right? Easiest schedule they've ever seen. I'm just telling you what people in the draft were saying. I think we're all in on Ritter. I mean, they could have. Uh, they had a lot of chances to upgrade at the quarterback position, and and then I would feel differently. I just think that was the mistake. Who knows? Maybe it's Heineke yeah. by October. Might be. Yeah, could yeah. be. I, 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 I echo your sentiments. It's kind of uh, an important position. <laughs> yes. and, and he's a total unknown. Yeah. In today's yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. The yeah, modern could game. Be. Yeah, it's become important. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> And you certainly didn't see enough in the last couple of games to say, okay, he's the guy. He didn't do anything. No. He, he yeah. made every safe pass. Mike run da- <laughs> runs down the biggest gaps of the previous week and no hyperbole coming up next.
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Throughout the preseason, VSEN busy evaluating every team to help give you a betting edge. Update NFL betting guide due out later this month. Get ahead of the upcoming season. Picks from every on air host football contest strategies how to use the betting splits become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today as low as $19 get your copy of the guide or take advantage of the football season special get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for $199 VEASAN.com slash subscribe here we go no bias you will respect my daughter no pulled punches your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man as a husband no agenda there is no fear in this dojo this is no hyperbole this is the best part of the week here's the maestro mike bomb last week we talked about the incredible 34 hours brett moon had between last diaz and angel hernandez sunday to monday that was two weeks ago. Last Saturday afternoon in South Florida, Sandy Alcantara threw 116 pitches en route to throwing a five-hitter and a 3-1 victory over Yankees in a game that took two hours and two minutes. Our old pal, Angel Hernandez, was behind the plate for this affair and missed 15 ball and strikes calls. At just over 90% accuracy, 
Angel Hernandez remains the lowest rated umpire in Major League Baseball this year. It's fun going back and listening to the Marlins telecast of this game and the outrage as Sandy's trying to throw a complete game. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 play, the, the color guy said, it's a crime when you have this kind of control within the strike zone and you have Angel Hernandez calling the game. Um, two days later, more bad news for our buddy Angel as a federal appeals court denied his request to reinstate his 2017 lawsuit against Major League Baseball where he accuses the organization and Joe Torre specifically of racial bias in denying him promotion. Now, Angel Hernandez has been a Major League umpire since 1993. He has not been assigned to a World Series since 2005. He was going to work the 2017 World Series until his day at first base in the yes. <laughs> in the Red Sox Yankees divisional series, yeah. where he was overturned three times oh. on safe out calls, and Tory pulled him from the World Series. The second district court, based out of New York, stated that Hernandez and his lawyers had failed to show that Major League Baseball, no George, no George, Joe Tory particularly, had any sort of a racial bias in the criteria they used for promotions. Angel Hernandez now has one remedy left if he wishes to pursue that, and that would be the United States Supreme Court. How I would love for Hernandez versus Major League Baseball to be, to be landmark precedent in this country. <laughs> uh, number two on our list this week, one for all and all for one. Now, those who follow the WNBA or maybe even the Olympics will remember a couple years ago that there was a game leading up to the Olympics, a scrimmage between Nigeria and Australia in which a big fight broke out and Liz Cambridge, who's a four-time WNBA All-Star, former Las Vegas ace, then played for the Sparks and sort of unceremoniously was dismissed from there, was involved in some ugly incidents. Um, there were accusations that she was using racial epithets against the Nigerian team. Uh, she elbowed one player, slapped another player. Well, as she was on her way back to the bench after the center for Nigeria got elbowed in the head, the Nigerian center charged her and cold-cocked her on the bench, as those of you watching on TV can see this. Throwing aside all the other noise of what she said or what she didn't say, her dismissal from the Australian team, not one of her teammates moved when this happened. They all just stood there. Cambridge walked to one end of the court where they left her be on her own. She was dismissed from the team shortly after this. And she now has a revisionist history where she doesn't recall ever saying anything. That she actually wanted to be on the team. You know, Andrew Bogut came out and spoke about this. That there were things the Australian girls couldn't say in the media there about what she actually called them and things like that. What a disgraceful incident. But the hyperbole is, I think this is the only time I've seen in team sports someone attack and nobody on their own team came to their rescue which speaks volumes to to Liz Cambridge. All right, finally number one this week, Rednecks Redo. World number four Jessica Pagula took on world number one Iga Sviatek in the semifinals of the Canadian Open on center court Saturday in Montreal. Pagula won the first tech over Sviatek 6-2 and was leading the second second set tiebreaker 4-3. As Sviatek meekly returned to Pagula lob, the stadium sound system started blasting Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Have you seen this video? I wish, I wish we could play it live. The 1994 dance party staple from Swedish Euro dance group Rednecks. Both players were dumbfounded 
And the Croatian share, Marija Cicic, declared the point a redo. Pagula would lose the next four points, and Sviatek took the second set tiebreaker 7-4. Pagula would rally to win the third set 6-4, and eventually on Sunday, beat Ludmila Samsonov to win the Canadian Open title, claiming she came over the curse of Cotton Eye Joe. And that is no hyperbole this week. Well done. There you go. Thank you. Well played. I mean, so going back to the middle one. Yeah. She would come up. She did some interview, and then she said, "Well, this happened. I didn't say this." And and it, all the tweets were, "Hey, I was on the team. If you want the real story, right?" Reach the Australian said what I mean, she said to them. Oh yeah. my God, this yes. gal. She's this got quite the history. Yeah. yeah. She's done this before, mm-hmm. uh, calling people names, and the, there's video and audio, by the way, that exists. And she's going back and de- trying to yeah. de- deny all of it still. No, you're a horrible yeah. human being. The way she you said, the only thing I commented on was the conditions. We were coming out of COVID, and I didn't. I mean, it's the the revisionist history is amazing here, right? And they they leaked this eight minute video right of the game now. So I mean, yep. there's there's nothing she can really say. By the way, the Liberty now they blasted the Aces twice in a row. Once in New York, and the, what the Aces lead by seven in this Commissioner's Cup, How about and that? Get, they get outscored by twenty points in quarters against. This team, and they yeah. and they trounce everybody else. So maybe there's some cause for concern heading to the playoffs. Well, okay, so here at Circa, you were offering yesterday the Liberty plus 210 to win the WNBA championship. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come down to those two teams playing it. I mean, they're by for far sure, and away. Certainly. When the, well, the, what, one's got four losses and one's got six, and the next yeah. the next best team has like 12 losses. Sure. Yeah. Plus 210 might not be a bad bet. Not bad. On, the, on Liberty. Yeah. Um, so contest update now. Mm. Uh, we're sitting at approaching, what, 3,300 or close to that? Is that the number? Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, over 5,000 combined between the two. Um, 32.98 in Survivor and 18.50 in millions. We were just discussing this in our operations meeting yesterday about where we thought we were going to come in and, and what can we do. You know, I would be great if we were at 9 and 5, right? I would think it would be almost a, a mortal lock. But uh, I think it'll be real close on the millions, real close to 6 million. I, I still th- I'm still thinking... Uh, 10 million in Survivor. I really believe that because we, we're now just getting into the meat of it with Contest Weekend coming up next week. And we're doing like 150, 170 a day oh. on weekdays and 200 to 250 on the weekends. I mean, that's, we would only do that in the last few weeks in the first years. We're doing that just common in mid-August. Okay, so then you're saying 10 million mm-hmm. at least. Last week when you were on the show, you said the people who crunched the numbers in the back yeah. I don't know if that's really a thing or not, but I'll don't know what it really okay. is. You said they projected more than 11 million. Yeah. Where are they at? Yeah, uh, I believe the last number I saw was 10, 9, uh, and 6,030 or something like that. Oh, There'll t- be another update okay. come out today. They'll usually do three of them a week. So, and that and that goes into loading the pattern and how the curve was every year and trying and trying to compare that. I just know when I, you're sitting here on a Monday and you're getting 145. On an off Monday, right? That the, there's no particular reason, and you know we probably do six to eight hundred a day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday next weekend, and then that final week, you know, maybe we'll have days where we do a thousand combined. But the uh, the content. Remember, we used to do like an Iowa Canadian weekend of this weekend, and then the last. But we just do one contest sign up weekend, and this will be the fifth year for the panel. So the panel uh, it is getting announced today publicly. And I, I was going to have Michael Lombardi back on, but he has to be in Mississippi. He was going to be the first repeat panelist ever. I never had a repeat. I changed it every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he couldn't make it. So the, the panel is going to be Chris Felica, who will just be getting back from Australia. Okay. As he's been there and doing a great job, actually, if you're following him. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in the last 10 days, he's um, almost been unbeatable. 
a longtime college game day producer and on-air talent and now Fox Sports betting expert uh, covering the World Women's World Cup for Fox. He'll just be getting and defending champion of Matt Eumann's Friday Night Circuit yeah. Invitational where we've announced half the field already now as Matt's uh, trickling this out each night on his program with Wes. He'll be back to defend his title. He's the first panelist. Dylan Sullivan, who works in our risk room, is actually our main NFL market maker and works closely with Chris Bennett on the NFL. He'll be on the panel. Um, Dr. Eric Iger from used to be with Pro Football Focus, oh, been nice. on this network many times, developed, you know, got a PhD in mathematics from the University of Nebraska, developed a lot of the key metrics that are used now, both by teams and betters. Um, and then Mike Somich, uh, oh, who's a frequent panel. guest and soon to be host in, uh, in the fall on this network. So that's our four. Okay, so a couple of things I want to ask you, we'll get to coming up next then. Mm-hmm. One is, so the projections are going to be accurate. You're going to sail past the $8 million for Survivor. What's the talk already for next year then? Is it going to be a baseline of 10? Is that the number? Do you guys want to go above 10? Derek doesn't like to screw around. And also, you have a great baseball eye. We want to talk some Major League Baseball playoffs with Mike Palm moving forward next year on VEASAN. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Legendary sports better Billy Walters sat down with Brett Musburger. Exclusive interview, the only place to see it right here on VEASAN. Billy reveals his systems for betting the NFL. Great betting stories and goes into detail on Phil Mickelson's gambling. Check out the interview Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, only on VEASAN. Hey, we we brought up uh, movies that your dad maybe snuck you into when you were younger and not of age. And uh, I brought up Lethal Weapon 2. My dad took a buddy and me to go watch the movie. Pack theater. Uh, Mel Gibson has a separated shoulder, dislocated shoulder. He gets out of the straitjacket. Yeah. He slams the guy's head in the car door like four times. My buddy and I are like 14 years old laughing. Only two people. Kids laughing out loud in the theater. Anyway, so this is uh, from Lou. (laughs) He saw Genesis with his dad. In 77, his dad took him to, you said your dad took you to Motley Crue. Uh, Lou was 13 years old. His dad wore a three-piece red suit. Guys were passing joints, and he was like, no, thank you. Everybody thought he was a narc. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great tweet. Uh, that's good. Anything, your dad, your dad probably didn't take you to any risque movies. Lethal Weapon 2 was R or PG-13? Oh, that was definitely R. Was it really? Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. I don't remember. We just took our, our kids to the, the Tom Cruise movie, The Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I said, well, maybe it was too violent for them. I said, well, what they watch on the video games and that is it's, sure. it's just better done here. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall going to anything that was, that was risque. I remember the last film we went to. My father never went to another film. It was The New Dragnet. <laughs> you remember that, that one? That was it for him? Yeah. No, the film broke. Literally, the film broke 30 minutes into the film, and we waited 45 minutes. They couldn't fix it. They just said, oh, you get a refund. He said, that's it with these movies. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we never it. went to another film. I don't know what <laughs> year that was. I guess you could look it up. It was new to the theaters. Yeah. 1987. Was it really? I, I, so that I would, was it I would put money in 1987. Last 20 years, he really? never went back to a film. Yeah. No. He was still reeling from the Cubs uh, in 84. Probably, three what years happened? later. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. To get his head straight, yeah. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, you said that you're looking 10, maybe 11 million this year for Circus Survivor. Again, we've talked about the ceiling. The sky's the limit for this contest. The guarantee this year is 8 million 
What's the talk already for next year? Well, we've ruined it for ourselves because it would have been nice to be anywhere between 8 and 8.5 this year. And then it's a naturally would have been 10. You could have booked that, right? But what if we go if we go over 10, then what is it next year? 11 is not a sexy number, so he's going to have to go to 12. I would assume that would that would be my, oh, that God. would be my pick. Oh, so he would not settle at ten. Oh no, no. Well, he's he, the only number he kept static was the number we didn't make when we did six in the millions last year and got forty seven hundred and we came back with six. How about five? Yeah. Five would have been progress. <laughs> five, and it's hard in light of, the, of this this meteoric yeah. rise of Survivor to keep getting people to play the match. It is very much two different contests. Yes. Radically. It's not apples and oranges. It's oxygen and spaghetti. Yeah. I mean, that's a line from The Good Wife, by the way. Kalinda. Oh, is but it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great, she's great line. Yeah, not it's a much, show. much different. I mean, one is a, a boomer bust. The other's against the spread. I would say, but you, there's 125-plus winners in the millions, right? There's a lot of different yeah, ways. Yeah. And you just got to be hot for a month. And are, you, are you, you make 150000 Are you hearing you know? pushback? Are you feeling like, oh, God, you no. got it 70 per- Okay. No, it's not, hard not really. Well, some people okay. say that when well, they say, "Why do you play Survivor?" They say, "I, right. I can't go seventy sure. percent against the spread." Right. Yeah. So right. then, would you keep it at ten entries per person, or is there any no, talk about going? Good. I think that's good. Yeah. And yeah. then try to try to try to grow more people in it than necessarily more entries, but we'll see. We haven't got there yet, so I don't want I don't want to pull a Tribuco here and start crowing about where we're going to be sure. at when we haven't got to where well, we are now. Right. Well, you look good. Looks good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, can you elaborate on this again, how, how you tinker with it, and then what you do with Thanksgiving? And I also would like to throw it out to people, like, what do you do in your Survivor Contest or other places around the country where try to weed some of the people out? Because I, uh, Charlie M. Chime, Charlie M's in one where they you have to pick two teams week 8 and week 16. I mean, you have the Thanksgiving. That's interesting because yeah. they add the two extra weeks like we do, yeah, but right. in a different way. Yeah, I think it makes it a little more interesting the way we do it because it's that finite set of three or four games. If you ever got down to two, I think it would just be too hard. You've got to have at least three games in the windows to make them. And the schedules have fallen that way uh, because of the holidays. So I hope the NFL keeps doing it um, in that manner. I think it would, be, it would just be so dramatically harder if you made it. You have, to, you, you have to pick the loser and you can only use them once. I think the contest would end during the course of the year, even if you had 10,000 entries. I don't think anybody could get 20 and 0 if you could only use one loser. How many times will people go against Arizona this year? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the key to doing it. Sure. Identifying two or three teams to be the play against. That's why I think the Commanders are going to be the most popular play in week one, not the Vikings. Wow. Not or the Ravens. Or Ravens. No, I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Washington will be very popular. I have popular. a little concern yeah. about the Ravens. Is that I thought for sure, I would have bet if there was a market in Nevada that Lamar would not have been back. He didn't go to the playoff game, and they get rid of Greg Roman, who designed that run offense. For a guy that's going to design, that comes, comes out of a passing offense. receiver-heavy yeah. offense, yeah. which they have no receiver. Well, well, they have receiver, but he can't hit receivers. He can only throw inside the numbers. The wideout's not really relevant to Lamar because that's not his strength. So now you have a coordinator who's going to call a game not to his strength. I'm concerned a little bit about that with the Ravens. I thought the, the way that Greg Roman who's the best that ever came out of Holy Spirit of seeking? What he did with Lamar was something special. He got him two regular season MVPs. I mean, what, what do you want out of this uh, a coach? I mean, yeah, they didn't win in the playoffs, but totally redesigning the offense, I, I, don't, under, I don't necessarily agree with it. Well, he's, so, he's going for the Ravens very, for me. Okay, fair enough. He's going back to the uh, Louisville offense, and, and we'll see if it's going to go deep for guys and see if he, he can hit them and how, it, uh, how that works. <laughs> 
other things too on on the Hall of Fame. What happened at the Hall of Fame weekend, and yeah. then to build it right here as well, and then mm-hmm. who went in? The the mix of people and the, the heavy hitters with Walters, with Lefty Rosenthal's daughter, Jimmy Vaccaro. How about Binion. Bob Martin? I think Bob Martin. I told Bob Martin's daughter, uh, a granddaughter, gave uh, Nick Bogdanovich inducted him, and then she accepted. She's a public defender here in Las Vegas, so a lawyer, incredibly well spoken. Bob Martin, I never met Bob Martin, but people speak about Bob Martin with reverence. I told her, and I think this is very accurate, if this was a fight card, Bob Martin would have been the co-main event with Billy Walters in the induction. So I, and it's, but it's incredible, the, the list of people, and the whole South Point family, obviously, Jimmy Vaccaro getting inducted, and Jackie gone, Vinny doing an introducing spe- inducting speech, as well as Chris Andros for his Uncle Jack Franzi, mm-hmm. Michael Gaughan accepting for his dad, Vic Salerno came up and inducted Roxy Roxborough. They came up together arm-in-arm, arm, both with drink in hand. <clears throat> Vic Salerno talked about how he had really hoped to have been in, this, in this, this first class, but then, you know, he remembered he'd never been arrested, uh, you know, so he thought that might have been a dis- disqualifying Jeez. disqualifying factor. We should make book on who will be the 10 next year, right? Every, it's not necessary. I think they're going to max, they max it at 10. And the committee, which was 16 people, grows by every living member that's inducted now gets on the committee. So I think it grew by three because two were already on it. Somebody said to me, they said, well, how, how long will this go? Is this, was this a one-year deal for mm-hmm. Billy and all that? I said, no, I think it will go at least till all, all committee members get themselves in. So that could take a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, speaking a little yeah. facetiously. Sure, yeah, little. well, but who just knows? About, right, just about, a little, right? Yeah. Did about, you, uh, who's going to be in the next class? You start making do you have any, making uh, any, book on How about oh, Gene May Day? I would put Gene Mayday there. Chris Andrews got to be. Chris Andrews, okay. Yeah. Joe Lupo got a shot? Maybe. He's an think about I think he's old... got to be a plus number, though. Okay. Did you see what, and we love the guy, what Mad Dog Chris Russo said this week about Billy he Walters? He couldn't be more wrong. I think it's the a- it's, absolutely it's his, opposite of what he it's said. It's the worst take he's ever had in his career. Yeah, he said well, that's, that. That's a strong statement. Well, well I mean, he, he basically said people have no idea who Billy Walters is. And the only reason why they would buy the book, basically, is because uh, what he's saying about Phil Mickelson. Jeff Benson, who I don't necessarily love all of his tweets, <laughs> said it's the will be the least interesting part of the book for many people. It'll be the stuff about Phil Mickelson. I, I, it's certainly not true because Walters is not, or um, Russo, Mad Dog, is just not enthralled in the gambling community, right? I mean... He, he can understand it, but he's not the life or understanding the history of it or uh, how this all got down. I mean, Walters was the first guy to use a computer model. He revolutionized yeah. the well, industry, and then the only the guy to be able to mask his plays. Yeah. The I mean, that Anchorage system. The Billy Walters head fake. Yeah. Number one, 60 Minutes did a whole special on yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Number two is uh, back after this, the guy who likes yeah, to yeah. mock on friends. He, I, I agree with him. I don't think Russo knows who he is. No, I don't think so either. That, that, I, think I think that's, that's why he said that, it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's. I, that's this, why this would be like somebody else coming out and saying something bad about like one historic great in basketball or baseball. Russo would say, "You're an idiot. You don't know who he is." So he he got out of his lane. Quite frankly, love Mad Dog, but right. this oh, is uh, all time all Stick time. Stick to Harold Baines Hall of Fame. Stuff. Yeah, there that, you go. That was one of the greatest rants of all time. That's uh, I, I can't believe that. W- big big time whiff there. Interesting keep, tweet keep, by Benson. He's the other one. Um, yeah. Lefty Rosenthal's daughter, yeah, um, who's a very sharp lady, closed her speech saying, the last interview my dad ever gave, he was asked how he wanted to be remembered by the gambling community. 
and he said, I want to be remembered that I contributed something, but mostly I want to be remembered as a good father, which I think very, nice. very much came out in that film, Casino. Let's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We'll get to in-pocket plays, and I promise we're going to get to uh, some takes from on Major League Baseball. Look, moving forward with Mike Palm coming up next here on Visa. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.